Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I am your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. I'm here with someone who's uh, just across the state lines. Dwan Holmes is with GICMP, and she's going to tell you what that stands for, but I'm real excited. We talked for 30 minutes before we kicked off today because there's so much to talk about. So Dwan, welcome to the call. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And it, it's been great chatting with you about how our lives kind of mimic each other in ways like the Midwest. <laughs> That's right. Well, Nebraska, you know, there's always a rivalry between CU and Nebraska. It, I oh, went to CSU. So now it's oh, okay. kind of CSU versus CU. This year, though, it's CU versus UNC. So they kept CSU out of the mix. Right. That's hilarious. But yeah, you know, everywhere you go, I say, go big red, go big red. And you know, we wear red a lot. I, I, I know that. <laughs> That's right. So the best way that I like to, well, first of all, tell me what does GICMP stand for? What you've done this for 20 years, I think. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've always done media and ministry and they've kind of been merged together, but GICMP stands for the Global Institute of Church and Marketplace Profits. And what, you know, what we do is really educate and mentor prophetic ministers, whether they're in the church or whether they're in the marketplace living their life in LA or whatever, but we just try to mentor them to make sure that they're, you know, still representing God in a great way, but we also help them see beyond their dreams, their visions and things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally does. Because beware of false prophets. And so it's important that it's grounded in scripture. And so being able to be the behind the scenes of some of these important people in the world and keep them tethered, right, to to reality of the gospel. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, we love it. I mean, I love love it. I'm, I'm always amazed at the people who sometimes call in. You know, because we have a um, a prayer line and a you know a line where just we service thousands, probably twenties thousands or whatever. But anyway, you'll be amazed at how many people really need help or they want help. They don't know where to go. They don't necessarily have a church or what have you. But when you offer them the ability to pray and just um, be a voice and and a listening ear, it's amazing um, who you find yourself talking to. Well, it's funny timing because literally two weeks ago. 
uh, I launched an app called 77 Prey. Yeah. And, and it lets you, it makes sure, because the biggest thing humans have a problem with is a little thing called drift, right? Uh-huh, and we uh-huh. all of a sudden find ourselves, uh-huh. oh, maybe I'll just go to the bar at three o'clock this afternoon <laughs> instead of five o'clock. <laughs> right, and then right. three becomes noon and so on Next. and so forth. <laughs> and yeah. so if you can, this app, the whole intent is it pops up, hey, it's eight o'clock. Did you say your prayer this morning? It's 12 o'clock. Did you read a Bible verse? Like wow. just the basics of keeping us on track. There's so much AI being used for other things. Mm-hmm. Why not Fitbit for faith? So it's kind exactly. Of- I mean, that's a that's a great idea, and that's something. I mean, we're, we're uh, getting something similar to that uh, together as well. It's so important to incorporate our faith into our world and to help others do it on a regular basis. So, I love that. Well, and when what I I always prayed before bed. My grandfather, my grandparents, yes. my parents. Like now, I lay me down to sleep. Down to sleep. Pray the Lord. Pray my the Lord to keep. <laughs> Ours was different than my best friends. Watch and guard me through the night. Wake me when the sun shines bright. So that was a prayer of positivity Mm -hmm. where my best friend's mother taught him, uh, if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And I was always scared of going to my friend's house because I was praying about someone taking my soul in the middle of the night. Wow. I know. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. And that was a prayer. Yeah. But really, it put the it put the fear of death in our in all of yes, our lives. Yes. <laughs> so that could probably speak to why we're everybody's afraid to die right now. Yes. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Even right. believers. Right. It's an interesting world we live in. That's it for is. sure. So take me back. You're such an interesting person. Uh, did you grow up in Nebraska? And tell me kind of when you were five, six, your first memories. What were yes. your passions or what did you like to do when you were younger? You know what? Yes, I grew up in Nebraska. And one of the things I love to do was read. But you know what? It goes back to I, I, re- I was reading and I would always have memories of watching 60 Minutes. You remember that show? Yeah, yeah. But then as I grew up and as I got ready to go to college and I was going to major in broadcast journalism, I realized it was because my dad would sit there and watch 60 Minutes <laughs> every Sunday, mm-hmm. and we had to sit there and watch it as well. And then my mother was an English teacher, so we had regular reading requirements, but I developed a love for reading. And, and now I've written, you know, several books as well. So, but that's what I remember. I, rem- I strongly remember reading, and I strongly remember sitting down on Sunday nights watching 60 Minutes and going to church a lot. <laughs> It's always interesting because if you connect the dots from then to now, so you have two strong memories, your Mm -hmm. mother with reading and your father with 60 minutes. If you draw a line between then and now and think, okay, this is probably why I'm doing what I'm doing, whether it's media and what you're doing now, Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're both intricately related to what you were into as a kid, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I would say that all the time, especially, you know, by the time I started my TV news career, it was every time I would go speak, I would remember and say that. And then uh, my first award as a TV news journalist was an award for a documentary, for hmm. writing a documentary. And as you know, 60 Minutes is documentary style. So, yeah, so, so cool. yeah, and I won that while I was in college. So it definitely those those memories and those interactions at that age are definitely foundations for, you know, where we go in faith and where so we go what in our can, Think about if you were to share, what can people learn? Because you've, like you said, 20,000 people call in a year. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
what can they learn when they're out of sync with their God-given purpose and they're in sync? How do you know when you're right in alignment with what you're meant to be doing? You know what? I have um, kind of two favorite things, but and two oh, one of my favorite scriptures says the blessings of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. And what I find is that when people are not walking in their God ordained purpose, there's so much sorrow around them. And then the other thing that there is, is lots of confusion. And the word says that God is not the author of confusion. And what I, what, when you really look at people whose lives are out of sync, there's confusion and sorrow all the time. And I, and, and when that begins to happen, you literally have to take the time, steady yourself. And I always tell people, go back to the first word that God spoke to you. And they'll say, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, before you even really knew what you wanted to do, what was that first thing that he put in your heart to do? Or what was the first thing that maybe a prophetic voice confirmed with you that you were supposed to do that lit you up? Go back to that and see if you're in alignment with that. And if you're not, it's time to start all over again or, 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 or go to God, kind of repent and turn your life around again. But, but you know, I, I know when I'm walking in my purpose, it's peaceful. Amazing. And it's not stressful. There's a friend of ours named Arjun Sen who works with Tiger Woods. He's on kind of Tiger's PR marketing. He's wow. the former head of Papa John's marketing Papa John's pizza marketing. He did mm -hmm. Panera bread, uh, CVS, wow. like all these major brands. Huge. So he, and he's just a down to earth guy that anybody can talk to, you know, and his entire message at one of our retreats that we did in March was, what are you one of one at where people, and just like you said with scripture was amazing where people will line up and pay you money that is above and beyond what you could normally expect because that's your unique purpose and skill where it's like so easy. Like when I'm doing these conversations, it's not hard. No, <laughs> so I'm doing like 70% of my day on these things now. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really care where the profitability comes from. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> wow. Isn't that awesome? You yeah. know, and, and you speak to, um, I love the book, uh, strength finder 2.0. Um, and it talks about, you know, living in that strength and living in um, what you do best. And I think um, as a whole, sometimes we in America, we try to get people to focus in on their failures when really, if we can get people, even at a young age, to focus in on your strength, like Tiger Woods' dad did for him. And, you know, yes. boy, there's so much more that we can soar to when we just really focus in on that, like you said, the one thing that we do well. Well, I met with the woman right before our call and she talked about her story and she's 52 and she's now leaning into it. And it's, it was sad for her growing up, but now she, her mission is to be the specialist in this area. There's something called MRKH hmm. and it's a long word mayor, you know, it's hard to even mm -hmm. say it's a very long word. So most, <laughs> wow. most physicians don't even know what it is. Most gynecologists don't know what it is. And it has to do with female parts stuff that doesn't mm -hmm. fully mature out. And, hmm. and, you know, imagine going through that and the doctor can't figure it out, you know, and back 50 years ago is harder than it is now. Right. But right, even still right. there's not specialists in this area. So right. if you can see her 
that she went through tough times in life with teased and boyfriend dating and all this stuff. And yet now she's able to hold her head high and go, now I know my ordained purpose, right? As right, a right. millionaire, I went on that show a couple, uh, last week and he goes, what's your assignment in life? Right. And when you look at it as your assignment, it's like, okay, I better fulfill my assignment because I've been given something that I need to fulfill. What is that? Exactly. And, and you know, that's kind of what it's been like for me. Um, so many times, because I would cross over into ministry, I would try to leave the, my media background behind me, mm. or I would try to not do as much media. But now I, I like tell folks, look, when you come to our church on Sundays, we're going to be recording. I don't care what's going on. The mere fact that you're in the building means that you have, you know, waived your rights to anything because we love media and, you know, we're always in your face and doing things, but it's just what we do. And so, and it's what I do um, and we do it pretty well. So, uh, so I totally agree. I, like I cannot run away from media and ministry. Yeah, that's so good. Cause all my business stuff, ScaleX, that's my company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I've got a passion to do this other, but you can't pull them apart. No, you the can't. line is one line, stay on that line. And now I'm using all those skills from years to say, Hey, let me help with your nonprofit. You want to grow Southeastern food bank and give food all over the world. Perfect. Let's use my tech and I won't charge anything. Cause for me, it's just a couple hours, but for right. you, it's a $10,000 a month business value. So I'm able to donate my time and skill. That's worth a lot of money to someone. And yet to me, it, it only costs me a few hours and it's fun. Yeah. You know what? And, and um, I wrote a book called The Global Call to Marketplace Ministry. And I think that's what it is. It, it's like all of us at this time, especially in this pandemic season, um, we've got to really tap into our purpose and as we prosper, be willing to help others. So I love the, the fact that that's what you do. It's so it's uh, it's what everybody needs to do. But that's what I call really tapping into your marketplace ministry and recognizing where God can use you outside of the church to help others uh, walk in their purpose as well. Yeah. Well, it's, you're so happy and I kind of am the same way. Right. But we, I'm sure we all run into these oh, yeah. roadblocks in life where you're like, how do I get around that? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> under around the side, do I jump it? Mm -hmm. What is it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's, is there something for you that was a tough thing in life, obviously that you're comfortable sharing with our listeners mm -hmm. um, that you made it through and what's your advice for making it through something like that? Right. You know what? I think um, when, when I think about that, I had really two defining kind of horrible uh, seasons in my life. Not, um, and one happened in the middle of college where um, as a freshman in college, my dad was diagnosed with leukemia. And then a, th a couple months after that, my baby sister, same mom, same dad is kind of crazy though. <laughs> anyway, uh, my baby sister who was one and a half was diagnosed with cancer at the same time. So I'm in Kearney, Nebraska. And my brother who was older than me, just a year older, had just gone off to boot camp. Mm. My mom's at home, these two sick folk. And I had another little sister. So I was literally driving back and forth to kind of help. But it was, that's when I really learned about the power of prayer um, for myself, not just, you know, looking at my mother pray all those years, but that was when I really learned the power of prayer, the power of putting uh, situations like that in God's hand. And I think that really helped me uh, later on in life when um, I was a TV news anchor reporter for um, the CBS affiliate in Nashville. And I just won 
uh, the Associated Press's award for, you know, the best writer in the state. But like three days later, they fired me, uh, let me go for my contract. Uh, but it was like a blessing in disguise, but it was very embarrassing because even though it was like a dichotomy, she's great, but they fire her. And here's why, you know, I was all over the, 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 um, uh, local newspapers and things like that. And, and so the, the, there really wasn't, they just decided not to renew my contract. But the one thing the general manager told me, she was like, Dewan, just go do your business. I had started a business. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, it was very embarrassing. Imagine your face all over everywhere and you're used to being high. And now all of a sudden people are talking about you and saying, Oh, did that really happen? But in that moment, I really learned how to leverage the loss. I mean, people knew me for being on TV. So I was like, okay, let's just pump this up. <laughs> let's just sure. say now come and be my client. Um, and it worked. But in both of those moments, I really had to look at the purpose of God and what was taking place. And the fact of the matter is I told God that I was going to quit in August, but they fired me in April. So <laughs> I think yeah, exactly. God just like, accelerated the plan. For right, you. <laughs> God, I guess you're in control and this is what you want me to do because the media company that I started was totally faith-based and I was working with, you know, churches all across the country to help them with their media. Wow. And, you know, that's what God was saying, do this. And I was like, oh my goodness. But he has a way of, yeah, accelerating your purpose. Well, I've got to introduce you to my new friend named Anthony Wright who runs a business called Faith-Based Investing. He just wrote a book called Faith-Based Investing. Oh, wow. And they go in and they analyze uh, your portfolio. So your mm -hmm. IRA, and they look mm -hmm. at things like, um, uh, what do you call it? Just all the bad stuff. Right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. are these companies investing in God-principled companies? Oh, wow. And so he's gotten to work with, the big players in Christianity, right? Wow. The, the Furtics of the world and the Osteens mm -hmm. of the world. And he's getting all these introductions where one of the people are like, oh, you ran mine. I had no idea. 60% of my stuff was funding anti-Christian principles. Wow. And so he goes in. So he's, he's doing some very interesting things in the Christian media space that are still sort of NDA-ish. So I'll make an intro and you guys can talk about that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. you'll, I think you and him will be two peas in a pod. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty neat. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so we've already talked a little bit about how those challenges that you faced became a gift later. Mm -hmm. um, thinking about now, like, you know, you wave the proverbial magic wand and, and it's like, poof. It's funny. Most people I talk to are like, what do you mean? I'm already doing it. I'm already doing that. So, but there's always got to be something in the back of your mind where like, if I could just wave the wand and everything changed in the world, what, mm -hmm. what would change for you or people over the world or whatever? Mm, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, I think if I could change anything, you know what I would change? I would change the wealth gap between uh, races. I think a lot of times what I've learned because I get to hobnob with you know, some high level folk and what I've noticed is that once um, African-Americans and Caucasians say you, you start off as friends, 
and all of a sudden you graduate, something happens in college, right after college, where all of a sudden that wealth gap goes, whoo. And what I found out is a lot of it has to do with investments and investments that were made when most Caucasians were babies. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even having assets, more assets. And I I just think that's about educating um, and causing people like you and me to come together and say, how can we do this better? So that's, I'm sort of doing that a little now, but if I could change anything, I would change, I would just change the start of people's lives so that they uh, would have a better opportunity to really be equal in certain ways. And I know some folks don't really understand that, but when you look at the numbers Mm -hmm. and you begin to see how certain cultures are educated versus others, not even in middle-class, there's so much more, I believe that can be done to kind of close that gap. And then last but not least, um, I, I think I would, um, there's sometimes I look at South, I like I, I went to South Africa and I liked it. I was like, oh, I might would live here a little while. But then I was like, I wish it would be closer. <laughs> I, we'd be able to fly places like that in, in right. one hour. Well, you know, with those new airplanes, I think that'll happen very <laughs> soon. Know. You know, what's interesting right. is my son's in engineering school. And, and we talked about that very topic, the first topic, right? Where you really the pay gap. Right. And he, he goes, dad, it's just math. And he was, and he, he agrees with you like, Hey, it's, and he goes, yeah, if you just look here and there and now getting to the reason code and solving uh-huh. for that, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we need to do. My right. personal belief is that it, government usually isn't the one to solve it, but private public partnerships are the right. way to solve it. And what I'm seeing with a lot of people, especially in tech, there's these unicorns, right? That's a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, a lot of people that I know are part of unicorn billion dollar companies and they come from good places, right? They want equal, equal justice, equal pay, right. equal Maybe. everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going, okay, I think we're hitting that time in history where there's going to be enough people at the table that are like, yeah, let's just roll up our sleeves and solve this business problem. You know, once I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's. And, and so for me, hearing you say that your son and you had just talked about that, that's like prophetic for me. That means that it's not just on the heart of black people or certain folks that I'm in Florida, you're in Colorado, Uh, you know, is your son still in Colorado? Did he go? Yeah, he's he's still in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And he's at a fairly conservative school. It's probably 70% conservative and 30% not or something. So he he at Colorado mines or where is he? Yeah. Mines. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I have seen one of my best friends. Uh, in life, the Windbushes, their son just graduated from there. So he's oh. somewhere up there in Colorado too. But anyway, cool. engineering as well. So there's probably so many connections that we got to talk about. But yeah. Um, well, and my daughter's the moment. social justice warrior of the family too. So <laughs> let's be honest. Really? My son understands the math and my daughter understands the action part of the math. And, and I sort of sit there in the middle and straddle both amazing kids and go, listen, you just have to follow whatever God tells you in life to do and go do mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold you back. I encourage you to do If you want to be full social justice warrior, 
I high five you, praise and amen, right? Like, let's go. Just let us know where you're going so we can pray a prayer of protection. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You get kind of radical. You know, and I think about like, just hearing you talk about your your kids, I'm thinking, isn't it amazing when you get here at at our age and at 50, over 50, and go look at your children and say, I stand in awe of God. You know, my daughter, my youngest is getting ready to graduate from, um, high school this year. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. But you know, we, we got kids who are doing something. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing neat stuff. So this is a quick, I mean, this will be fun because you've talked to so many people. So maybe answer this for you and for one of your people who've called in something that was amazing. Okay. When, when did God show up in your life where you knew it was undeniably God, right? Where it's like, duh. That was it. God, it seems like I've had so many of those occasions, but let me think, think, think. Um, I want to say it opened door. You know what? It's going to be a funny story. Uh, we were going through just a hard time in life and we needed extra money, you know? And I was listening to Dave Ramsey and Dave Ramsey would say, well, just go get a pizza job. Go get a pizza job. Mm-hmm. Right? So my, my children's father at the time, we're divorced, but at that time, he went to go to Domino's and they didn't hire him. And then I said, what? What do you mean they wouldn't hire you? Let me go. They hired me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, how much money do we need? Right. And so as I'm driving around, I'm clearly not in college, but every time I go up, I, you know, they think folks think I'm in college because I had this hat on. They're like, okay, young lady. I'm like, okay, whatever. But anyway, here's the deal. Here's, here's, here's the God stepping in. The whole thing that I even got a job at Domino's is God, <laughs> you know, and I'm writing on that right now. Cause I wouldn't do that. But you know, when I was driving, I would like declare and decree what my tips would be. Oh, wow. I yeah. would say, that's amazing. Yeah. I would say, okay. He says we can make money doing this. Then let me decree, I decree that I'm going to get a $20 tip. And I was just trying it out saying, let me see, because you know, the word says life and death is in the power of the tongue. You're going to get the fruit of what you say, what you eat. And, you know, sure enough, the more I did that, the more it happened. But the first time I did it, I said 20 and guess what they gave me a $20 tip. $20 bill. Right. And that just doesn't happen ever. No. So when you can, when you can, yeah. When I was a kid, we used to do the, Hey, think of a number between one and 10. Right. So let, let's just try it for fun right now. Okay. Hang on. Let me get the number. I was going to okay. say, let me get the number. I'll okay. Go. You get the number. All right. Let's go. I'm thinking of a number between just one and 10. Just one and 10. Yeah. Mm. I was saying eight. And I, you know, my number was seven. Seven. That was my first choice. And I didn't See? go with my gut. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's perfect. Good. All right. So here's what I teach people. Yeah. Because because everybody's saying, okay, well, what does it mean to be prophetic or how do you know things or whatever? I'm like that first thing that God so showed you. 100 percent Yes, yes. Don't even think about it. Yes. Just perfect. just say it. And and you know, and that's how we really minister to people on those phone lines because they're always saying, yes. Oh my gosh, you were so on it, but we're just letting God use us. Yes, that's so perfect. Um, and I used to be able to get that to one to a thousand when I was a kid that that muscle i don't think is uh been been worked on for a little while <laughs> oh my goodness yeah that's funny that's pretty neat wow but, you, so but cool. you know but 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 the other thing is though what that shows you um it's okay to practice yes yeah it's okay, okay. to practice that's prayer. how you get the muscle that's right. exactly 
Yeah. Well, there's the, I saw this show one time and it had these kids in Australia and they were blindfolded and their teacher mm-hmm. was there holding colors, red, yellow, blue, green, black, mm-hmm. orange, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would flip it 30 feet away. And because the teacher would read it and they connected energetically to the teacher, they could know the color. Wow. And this is present day. And you're like, okay, that's just a muscle we have not practiced and used for Mm -hmm. many, many many Mm -hmm. years. And that's that unconscious competence is the Holy Spirit inside of you, Jesus inside of you. Mm -hmm. And when you can tap into that, that thing runs at four four million bits per second. And your normal thinking runs at really slow pace. Right, exactly. Why not go to the faster to the source right engine. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> pretty easy um the by the way the 77 prey app which the sticker is getting a little uh, rusted out I, I couldn't come up with the name for the longest time okay and i talked in front of a group of 150 ceos including kevin harrington from the shark tank and one of the guys in the audience goes okay i have an idea what you should name it 77 and i was like okay he goes i'll tell you offline what it's about and I go, okay, cool. I go, I like it. So he pulls me aside and he goes, yeah, Malik is this guy's name. He goes, it's Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given be to goodness. you. Knock and the door shall be opened. And I was like, I mean, just like you said, ask and it shall be given. I need 20 bucks. Doesn't work every time, but <laughs> you can certainly, the, the very first prayer I had a year of God kept showing up, telling me about Noah. And I'm like, Noah. Okay. And it was a we were on a hike and the guy does mm-hmm. a Bible study. It's a mm-hmm. Noah. I go to Florida and I go, Hey, would you humor me and just randomly flip to a verse? And he goes, no. Okay. And, and then it was Noah's art. And I thought he was wow. going to randomly flip, but no, no, it was already preordained. It was already planned by God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I go to Noah's Ark in Kentucky. I'm like, okay, God, I saw Noah's Ark. What's, what's the punchline? Well, on July 31st, we put the app out and the Mm -hmm. first person to be prayed for is Noah. Wow. Noah McElroy. He's 22 years old. He has pneumonia, then double pneumonia, then COVID. And it all goes declining over a period of eight days to where he's now in the hospital at 28 beats per minute. And I'm like, oh no, I saw my son get healed from prayer Mm -hmm. in February Rich, we got to get this thing going. And I call Mm -hmm. him and he goes, oh, good news. God just talked to me. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, right outside my door, low, deep voice. And I go, Tammy does not have a low, deep voice. What are you talking about? And he goes, no, 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 the thunder. So then I hang up, call my mom. I go, mom, you're not going to believe we're playing for this kid, Noah. She goes, she starts crying. I go, why are you crying? She goes, because 30 minutes ago, I just opened the Bible verse and it said, God talks through thunder. And I'm like, okay can't make this stuff up wow two hours prior to that he wasn't going to leave anytime soon 30 minutes after i build the website i'm going to start doing emails out to people saying hey pray for noah as a way Mm -hmm. to drive people to my app right right, i was like oh i didn't think of that like that's a good little hack that we figured out right they got i got an email hey you can take the site down noah's going home no oxygen required he's fine hallelujah isn't that awesome i'm just like what the first and that and that was the first miracle of the, the prayer. Very app. first miracle of prayer. App. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? And you know, you were asking about one that uh, 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 kind of these defining moments are miracles. And so, a recent one, I was at a uh, investor real estate conference. You know, I'm sitting to myself because I'm just trying to focus. Some folks asked me to lunch. I go to lunch. 
and they talk about, you know, how God said that, you know, they could see that we were going to connect. Well, the lady next to me um, tells me that she's deaf in her ear. I said, what? I'm like, God, no. Anyway, so she's deaf in her left ear. I said, well, do you believe that God is a God of miracles? And she said, well, yeah. I said, well, catch me after the workshop. And if you want me to, we'll pray and we'll believe God for a miracle. And, you know, cause that's what he does. You know, sure enough, after the class, she's running after me and said, hey, I'm like, okay, let me go in the bathroom and pray real quick and say, God help me. I come out, I just put my hand on her ears. I said, okay, well, she, but she told me, I said, well, what's the problem with the ear? Maybe, and she, she just knew it like this everything that needed to happen. I spoke to that and I put my finger and I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I command your ear to open and boom, it was open. I said, well, turn around and walk that way. I'm going to clap and see if you can hear. And she could hear and she just started bawling. But I knew that was one of those moments where God wanted to show up in the marketplace, but not, not for me, but yeah. for everyone yeah. else there. And yeah. then her companion came who, you know, she had, was taking care of this older guy and he came and he was just ecstatic and amazed at God. Wow. And um, I, I just love when God shows out like that. It's, it's amazing, wow. but he does it in the marketplace. Well, I, if, if, if Google was a thing a hundred years ago and a thousand years ago, and you could say, show me the number of miracles performed oh my on goodness. a per capita basis. I'll, it's funny. Part of me says, like my human mind tells me, Oh, it's more now because Jesus is coming or something. But in reality, I'm quite positive that the same number of miracles happen all the time because a bird that can fly, a star that's in the air, mm -hmm. the earth that rotates in the middle of nowhere, like it's all a miracle. And so you can't stack rank it and say, well, there's more now than there were then. <laughs> They're everywhere. You just have to open your eyes. Right. And social media is king now. So now we know about everything. Yeah, you know? That's exactly right. <laughs> wow. All right. So last question. This has been phenomenal. I'm so excited and and you live close. So we'll have to go. I'll go see you at a CU uh, Nebraska game or something. No, no but I, I live in Florida now. So now, oh, gotta, but, 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 but when right. I come to Nebraska, but actually, uh, my friend's son, he's like a nephew to me. He just got married in Colorado. So okay. I'm sure we'll be coming back up there. Right <laughs> well, I go, I go to Sarasota once a quarter for five days. So oh, really? Uh, how far are you from that part of town? I don't know how far Sarasota is, though. I think it can't be too bad. It's I'm, like an I'm in hour North south. Of, yeah, okay. It's an hour south of Tampa. Okay. So that's probably four hours, three, three to four, four hours. hours. Not, not, far, not far. Got it. Tampa's okay. two and a half for me. So last question, and it's fairly obvious, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it's one of the best questions of the whole mm -hmm. podcast. And that is what role does faith play in your journey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it plays every single role that you can imagine in my career and everything. I mean, I just truly believe that, you know, when you walk by faith and not by sight, that God will literally guide you uh, into every situation that he wants you to be in. So much so that as a TV news anchor reporter, even though I applied for jobs, every single job that I took from Lincoln to Omaha to Savannah to Birmingham to Nashville was because somebody called me about it. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was time for me to go on to that next job. It wasn't because I applied because those are the ones that came. So um, it, faith is so important. And, and one of my you know, biggest desires is to see just every believer really begin to embrace who he or she is, wherever they are, and to 
not be afraid of their faith because we live in such a cancel culture where it seems like uh, they, they want to cancel our faith and, you know, as Christians and highlight everyone else. But I'm, I'm telling you the more that we embrace it and the more that even in casual conversation, like I did with uh, my friend now, Becky, just saying, Hey, do you believe in miracles? She was welcome to that. And I think the more that we open ourselves up to that and uh, have faith in God that, you know, it will do wonders, not just for us, but for those we serve and definitely in our career. Yeah. Well, it seems like the more things pull in one direction, the earth has, the world has a yin and a yang to it. And it's Mm -hmm. not going to, it's not going to go out of balance. The light overcomes Mm -hmm. the darkness. All the time. We just have to lean into that and follow the path. There's a great song, Need to Breathe. Uh, is one of my favorite bands. And I get to see him in about 10 days in Colorado oh, wow. at Red Rocks. Mm, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> and the, the song is the, like it's, it goes the banks of the river and it talk, think of a raft on a river and it's going to get rushing sometimes. Sometimes it's calm. Sometimes there might be a fork and you have to make mm-hmm. a choice, but the banks to me are, that's God. Right. And it, mm-hmm. he's not going to let you, if you just know, put your raft down take a good seat in it, hang on for the ride and enjoy, right. enjoy the waves on the way down. Right. Right. And know he's in control, huh? And know he's in control. <laughs> Amen. Well, Duan, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for investing some of your afternoon with us and sharing your stories with our listeners. Uh, I think if, if people want to reach you, what is your website? Because they may want to call into your hotline. I think that sounds like a good idea. Oh yeah. That one is I need I need prayernow.com or some people go to getprophecynow.com um, and you dial in and you just kind of make an appointment uh, at whatever is best for you. And we, um, we pray for you. And then um, over the next couple of weeks, I'm launching our prophetic chaplaincy lines, kind of like our crisis lines. We, you know, done some phases of them, but now we're really getting ready to do it in the midst of this, you know, season. So I'm excited about those. And it's um, they're called the, try guidelines. So, um, we're going to really put that out there. I might have to get with you and see if we can yeah, help. Well, each other. you yeah. know, if you, <laughs> if you need help reaching out to people, we're pretty good at that on my, on my half of my other business. Right. So I yeah. I'll introduce you to Anthony, Wright. I think you and okay, him I appreciate that. Great, great dialogue. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they just go to, I need and we'd be happy to pray. Okay. What an amazing conversation. God is the only person who could arrange this divine intervention. So Thank you so much for being here today, Dwan. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Catch you on the next Living Better Story. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, 
purpose and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.